What a snobby child that doesn't want to eat a plate of steamed fish heads. We're talking James and the Giant Peach on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and present your dad with a falling apart homemade mug for Father's Day. Um, <laughs> before we get started, a little special announcement. Um, KidFlix is going to be a part of the Philly Podcast Festival, so uh, Saturday, June 30th at 1 p.m. at The Tattooed Mom. Definitely come out to that, check our Facebook page for info. But speaking of info, here's the info about our guest today. <laughs> That's terrible. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, he is a comedian and a friend. Uh, it's Connor Burns. How are you, Connor? I'm good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure here. Do you want to lean a little bit forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Hello, listeners. Yeah. Don't be shy. We're, we don't bite. How are you doing today? Uh, you just got off of work? Or... No. Okay. I'm still taking... I have not officially graduated yet. Oh, no! I'm taking my intellectual heritage course. Oh, like you're a... The, the... the first course you should take in college. I'm taking it last. Yeah, it's like kind of a the college version of English. Yes. That's not, What book are you reading? Um, Plato's Republic. Ugh. That's, that's just the one where it's just like, what if a society was just super like chill and everybody just got like, along? Let's chill out. Yeah, and they, then he's for, uh, the, the state forces him to commit suicide. I really have not. I haven't started reading it yet. But. Well, that's, that's the trial. Oh, wait, no. That's the style of Socrates. Oops. Oops. Um, wrong philosopher. Well, hey, Plato was Socrates' um, teacher. Yeah, I have no or idea. Or the other way around. I don't know anything. Okay. Anything. How does that feel? Like, so, did you walked... I walked, which felt weird. Felt like a cheater. Yeah. Um, but my parents <laughs> wanted me... Like, I didn't want to do it at all. My parents were like, we need pictures. We want to see you in your cap and gown. So I walked. But yeah, I still haven't graduated. There's still a chance I do oh. not graduate college. Okay. Okay. This explains that because a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, I, I, I'm not seeing Connor around during graduation. I was, you were kind of like just in and out. Yeah, I guess so. Oh. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, so it's like a month class, and then I'm officially graduated. Yeah. I actually had a scare, um, like, a couple of days ago. I was running, like, a report to, like, get my GPA for job applications, and there was a big red thing that said, like, five unfulfilled credit hours, and I just got angry because I was like, oh, no, am I going to am I gonna have to take a summer course or something like that? But I emailed the lady, and she was like, it's fine. And, huh. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Yeah, I guess I just like, because I, I wasn't about. I was about to throw my uh, like academic advisor under the bus. I was about to be like, "Hey, <laughs> she said I could graduate." Yeah, yeah. But also, I'm bored now because I'm graduated and I'm. I want to be. I. <sighs> Four more weeks. Four more weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> not terrible. You'll graduate just in time for the live kid flakes David. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I tried to plan it with the <laughs> Philly Podcast Festival. <laughs> Oh my goodness! See all your favorites, because uh, like they're also paid one, like you know, like professional ones of like actual people that come in, and I don't recognize a single one of them. Yeah, I'm so. a big local podcast supporter. I I only listen to mostly local Philly podcasts. So yeah, there, there's one like Under the Liberty Bell, and it's like, <laughs> man, what's under there today? Twix wrapper <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> um, so like, so we're talking today about um, James and the Giant Peach. 
Speaking of uh, giant uh, things, Liberty Bell, to Peach. Both it, very giant. Yeah, both very giant. Both um, <laughs> very animated, if you ask me. Uh, not really, actually. <laughs> but uh, So tell me a little bit about why you uh, chose this. This is the best kids movie, definitively. So we've answered that Whoa. question. Yeah. Podcast over. Podcast over. No. Well, when you asked me to do it, it was like the first thing that came to mind because it terrified me as a kid, but mm-hmm. I loved it. And I think there's like a few kids movies that are like that. Um, what are some others that kind of fall? Like Willy here? Wonka, the original Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's horrifying, the scene where they're... Um, on the boat? On the boat, and there's like images of insects. It's terrifying. Um, but yeah, well... It's also a cool movie because it's live action. It's animated. There's a weird like like uh, Monty Python stop motion in the middle. Yeah, then there's stop motion, and um, I don't know. It was just the first movie that came to mind, and so and I hadn't seen it since I was like six, mm-hmm. and I rewatched it uh, last night, and it's so weird there's so many things that make no sense yeah in the movie well that's a that's always been a weird thing for me with um watching like roll doll adaptations because yeah. sometimes they're like okay let's try to smooth this out just a little bit to make it mm-hmm. more of a linear thing just like shit keeps happening in this movie like yeah. the his parents get killed by a rhino cloud his parents get killed by a rhino cloud. First of all, they live like in a lighthouse in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, or well, it looks like a very cramped soundstage. Yeah, it's not scaled correctly, like where it looks like people could live in it. It looks tiny in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, so I just figured out like the rhino, I guess, means thunder and lightning. Is really all it is. It's like, so, like symbolism. For kids being scared of thunder and lightning. Yeah. Which I just... At first, I was like, oh, it's this is a... It's a breakthrough. It is a breakthrough for me. And, um... But, yeah. Um... Yeah, there's there's also a massive mechanical shark. Do you remember that? Yeah. As one of, like, like the bosses they have to fight. (laughs) And it doesn't make any sense. Who... Because none of them even mentioned, like, oh, that's like a shark robot. It's a shark robot that dispenses fish dishes of fish heads. Oh, he Which is a callback. He hates fish heads. I mean, most people do. I, yeah. I, I, I thought you were about heads. to be like, I do not Actually, that. I don't. Yeah, I hate fish heads. Um, <laughs> James. I, I will go on the record and say I don't like fish I heads. I don't like them. <laughs> and James especially doesn't like them. Um, yeah. I have, like, two very vivid memories from this movie that I didn't realize I had until I watched it. Mm-hmm. The first is when uh, James is like, I'm going to count your spots and see how old you are. And the ladybug is like, no, that's not... Wait, is, am I th- that's from this movie, right? I think okay. so. I watched it two hours ago. <laughs> okay, I have no memory of this scene. Or maybe... The, am I thinking of a different adaptation of James and the I've Giant only Peach? seen one adaptation, and it's the... I don't know if there's any other one besides this I one. I think there... I think... There's Shit. been a recent one. Well, this is awkward. Because I have this, such a vivid memory of James going up to the ladybug and counting her spots. And he's like, wow, you're old. And then um, the ladybug goes, no, I'm not. That's just a rumor. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the ladybug is a great character. Yeah, well, it's voiced by Jane Leaves from Frasier and Hot in oh, Cleveland. I just found out that the, the French spider is Susan Sarandon. 
Oh. Doing like a very mediocre French accent. Huh. Okay. Oh, so I another thing that I, that jogged my memory while I was watching the film is mm-hmm. I remember being like attracted to the the spider. Like it, I was turned on as like by a six French year old spider. by French spider. Huh. I. And now I'm turned it? on by Susan Sarandon's <laughs> physical embodiment. So I don't know if there's a connection there. I mean, you just like Susan Sarandon. Yeah, but I didn't know at the time it was Susan Sarandon. But there's something like, so she's a spider. She's a French spider who's very kind. And her little spider legs have high heels on each <laughs> end of them, which I think is very funny. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. Um, also, they like use up Miss Spider so much. Like she, every single plan, they're like, hey, can you? Yeah, they really utilize her webs. Because um, Mr. Uh, Centipede fucks everything up. Because he's like, what? I lived in a National Geographic magazine. Yeah, so like somehow he's a New Yorker. The, so the plot point is he, he's like, all right, I'm going to bring you guys to New York. I know the city. But the truth comes out that he's just lived in a National Geographic magazine. So he's cultured. Yeah, and then Mr. Grasshopper's like, you motherfucker. I love... <laughs> Essentially. Mis- yeah, I love Mr. Grasshopper. Um, he, he, I got zero, like, anything from it. Like, I know he plays the fiddle. He plays the fiddle, and he's, like, an intellectual. Yeah. I love how every character has a reason. Like, they all are like, well, this is for you in New York. Like, Central Park. <laughs> this big... Who I think the ladybug is like, I like parks, so I don't want to go to New York. And they're like, but Central Park. She's like, oh, I forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah, and I love that the city of New York is just like, hey... Let's put this giant peach pit, hollow it out, make it into a home, and put it in the middle of Central Park for this little boy that flew in and all of his giant bug friends. I know. Well, we should... Yes, that is insane. It's also weird because they they sing this huge song about, like, oh, we all love each other. Yes. And then, I guess, like, and at the very end, we see James, and he's, like, telling the story of his peach adventure to all these kids... And then Miss Spider was like, dinner's ready, or the dinner's ready. <laughs> and then he goes inside, and it's like, are, does he now just have like five uh, bug parents? I don't know. I don't even remember that scene. I watched it last night, I forget most of the movie. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> yep. So, so, wait, what are the, the, the two aunts are the best characters in the yeah, movie. Aunt Sponge and the other one. Aunt Sponge and Aunt, like... I don't remember. Her I thought name. the other aunt briefly, like looking at her, I was like, "Is that Carol Burnett?" It's not. It's not. I I mistook a lot of celebrities. I I thought that James of the first half hour was Freddie Highmore, and it's not. I don't know who that is. He um he was Charlie in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory oh, okay. and Norman Bates and Bates Motel, which I haven't seen, but I know it's good and I would probably like it. Um, but I I was so excited. I was like, "Ah, Freddie Highmore!" And then it just turns out that some kid. Like, one of those child stars that did two movies, but somehow was in, like, one of the, a very successful movie, and then was like, I'm done. Yeah, he's very good. He's very sweet. I um, wouldn't say good. I would say excellent. <laughs> oh. He sings a song beautifully called My Name is James. Oh, I... <laughs> to reiterate the point, his name is James, if you didn't get that by the title of the film. Oh, that's actually the other moment that stuck out to this movie that I didn't realize was when, he, when he's taking the chip bag, and he's, like, eating from it and licking it. So good. Yeah, I completely forgot that that was a thing or that it was in my mind for like 
15 years. He's licking chip dust as a source of nutrients it for dinner. Because he, yeah, anything, chip dust over fish heads. I, um, also, full disclosure, I skipped through most of the songs. Yeah, the, the they're music so long. They're <laughs> the long. They're each like four and a half minutes. I was never, as a child, I was never a fan of musical numbers in movies. I'm still not a huge musical fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, they're not great in this movie. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's where we di- we differ. I'm a huge musical fan. No one's surprised about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Um, I like, I yeah. But these musicals numbers were all boring. Um, I don't know why every song they were like, okay, all five of the, yeah, <laughs> the bugs ev- have to come in and sing their little bit. Every bug gets a part. In every song. In every like, song. The, even the one where it starts out with just Mr. Cat, or, fuck, I can't, I, this is the hardest part, remembering different types of bugs. <laughs> Mr. Grasshopper playing the fiddle and he's like singing a song about like exploring or whatever. And then all the bugs, like, it's the middle of the night and all the bugs are like, oh, are we <laughs> singing a song out here? What? is up with the glow worm oh i don't know you know i come to think of it i think that was also another moment that i forgot about but uh uh not charlie what's his name james looking in that bag and seeing all these like little crawly green glowing yes. things it grossed me the fuck out i don't know why but i was just as like, a child Ugh. or as a as child a- and as a now i was just like kind of peeved and skeeved because i was really i remember that was i was super into that as a kid like the green uh how do you classify them they're worms they look like spaghetti alligator tongues um i really wanted an alligator tongue (laughs) Um. (laughs) from susan (laughs) saray um but the funny thing to me is like what so they're marketed as just like just like Put them, put them somewhere, and amazing <laughs> things will happen. Yeah, and but he, do they just make things really them. big? I guess so. Because I mean, all we know is that it makes food really big. Food really and big. It makes bugs and humans okay uh, animation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which they never address. Do you remember the scene where so he eats the peach? That's like a perfect. He grabs the peach and eats it. Oh, yeah, when he walks out and he's like, oh, man. And then a little bug or a little alligator tongue gets into his peach. Yes. And then, like, a hole emerges in the peach and he climbs in it. And it looks so much like the inside of an anal cavity. When he's yeah. climbing up, it's, like, it's like ridged. It's like, a, it's like like Richard Gere, you know? It looks like a colonoscopy, like, camera. Yeah. And I... I get it doesn't make any. I also don't understand why um, he turns back into a person. Heat when the peach in New York when, City. Yeah, when he's like, "Where's yeah. the Empire State Building?" He's I like, "Hey, kid, you're on top of it. Where have you seen any large bugs? <laughs> what?" Yeah, the the final sequence when they're in New York, everything goes off the rails. Yeah, the the two. The two aunts emerge from the ocean. From the ocean in a in the car that they originally had, though. It's so yeah, they yeah, it's like supposedly that drove through the ocean. It's unexplained. Yeah, it's, it's like in the Muppets when they're like, oh, well, let's travel by map, and then they drive out of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then James, they let James. All the New Yorkers are like, let the kid talk, and he gets on his <laughs> soapbox and like gives this whole speech, and then just like somehow. 
like somehow one New York police officer is like, okay, yeah, you don't have like they have the official documents of um, being his guardian. Yeah, but his speech wins over the police officer that somehow I mean, grants. He, he does talk about how much I know abuse. Everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> And he keeps listening. He's like, they didn't feed me anything. And everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's like a diss track. It is a diss and track. this kid, at the, uh, like this one kid in the crowd at the end of all of this, can we, we, we have some peach? <laughs> and like, I don't know about you, but I got in the mood for a peach. That's another thing. When I was a kid, I had not eaten a peach. Oh. Well, at the time I viewed this movie. Peaches came later. This spiked my interest in peaches. Yeah. Because it looks so good in the film. But I was a super picky eater. Um, oh, that's... Well, that's not going to work then. Because you're like... And peaches were a little advanced. They're fuzzy. Yeah, they're fuzzy. And that's weird as a kid. <laughs> and they're super juicy, which I didn't like. But I think this film... I think I immediately went out and bought a peach. And ate it. So your family was like, okay, we have to find movies about... Yeah. So, like, did VeggieTales inspire you to eat vegetables? Uh, no. Uh, I was... No. I still don't eat vegetables to this day. Wow. Yeah. I'm, like, gonna eat... I'm gonna, like, eat vegetables right when we're done recording. That's awesome. You know what? I'm gonna teach you about the merits of eating vegetables. I'll, I'll put vegetables in a, in a blended drink. Like a... I like a smoothie? Like a naked. I'll okay. drink one of those. Yeah. Those Which are... is completely cheating, but... A little bit, but I mean that green one is good. I read an article that said they have a m- more sugar than like a a Seven Up soda, and have no fiber or oh they don't have f- oh no well fiber. I guess the juicing process kind of gets rid of it yeah well the thing with sugar oh this gonna- <laughs> welcome to the health segment but like I thought the whole thing because yeah they do have a lot of sugar but I mean it's like like fruit inherently has a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, it's like 50, 60 grams of sugar in one naked. Yeah. But also, like, sometimes those are, like, caloric enough that they can be almost a meal replacement. I don't know. I'm also... I have, I have no idea. Yeah. No. I have n- never taken, like, a health... I, I took one in high school, but, like, I don't know anything about health. I'm like, I feel like I shouldn't be eating as much bread as I do. That's kind of the extent of my health. So far today, I ate, um, I ate a Simply Caramel Milky Way bar and a Nutella crepe. Oh, from the the crepe truck at the Temple. Truck nice. At Temple. I had I made um, an English muffin and put a little bit of cheese and two uh, poached eggs on top, and then I just ate a yogurt when you came. Yeah, that's adult food. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to counteract because I keep accidentally drinking a lot of beer. Cause Me too. Well, because I like going out and drinking with people, but I also like getting like cocktails or like like a stronger alcohol because it's like okay i'm getting more bang for my buck and i don't have to drink as much to get drunk Mm -hmm. but then all my friends are getting beer and i'm not about to like go to like a brewery with my friends and be like could i get a could i get a whiskey ginger yeah like i'm not about to i'm not a cocktail person at all i'll Uh, drink i've been drinking like three beers a day jesus yeah i know is that should i not admit that no it's fine yeah three beers a day it's fine it's horrible though. Like it's, I'm like perpetually just like kind of dr- not drunk, but <laughs> just, just like, like burping, tired, and like <laughs> yeah. bur- and like full. Yeah. Well, d- don't they say that like oh, a beer is equal to like five pieces of bread? I'm sure it is. Which I mean, cool. I'll- and I'll be drinking like thick craft beer all day. Oh, okay. I'm drink. I I drink not light beer, but I'm like oh, I'll drink like lagers. Yeah. Or pale ales because I like them. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. 
Um, what beer do you think you would pair with this movie? What beer? Ooh, like a... Like, I think like a Shandy or something would be nice. Because I was like... I don't like Shandies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you still a picky eater? I'm still... Yeah, I'm very picky. Um, what would I pair? Wow, this is... I had a peach cobbler beer recently, actually. Whoa! Yeah, that I'm sounds... into like we. I'm into like uh, like hipster beers. Oh, okay, I I just like very mainstream ones. I because I'm I don't know a lot. My dad like whenever we go to to restaurants, he's like, he turns to my brother and I. He's like, what what beer would you guys? What do you think I should get? I'm like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just recently got into it. My friends got me into it. To just drinking in general, like cool beers. Oh, okay, well, like my thing is just like. <laughs> Like in the no beers. Yeah. Like uh, what's lactose IPAs. You ever heard of that? No. What does that mean? I don't know, but they're okay. super tasty. <laughs> like I don't actually know anything about beers, but I'll order the, the the cool ones on the menu. Well, like I can, I never feel cool because my friends like getting IPAs and I, I like have said to bartenders several times like, hey, like, do you have an IPA that's not too hoppy? And I feel like a douche, but then occasionally I get an actual good one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I'll ask that. I don't know how to. I don't know beer lingo at all. Okay. So um, hops. Uh, I guess it's like barley. I have no idea. <laughs> I know IPAs are hoppy. Yeah. And then, like, if you like, cross-examine that with like a Bud Light or something. I have a funny story about Bud Light. Tell I'm, it. I'm working with, <laughs> I was, I'm working with these guys that they're like a walking ad for Bud Light. <laughs> working for a landscape company. It's like two very like testosterone fueled men mm-hmm. um, who talk about Bud Light more than I've ever encountered in my life. Like one of the first things they said to me were like, "Hey, you drink a uh, drink Bud Light." I was like, I was like, no, I don't really like Bud Light. I like Budweiser, and the disappointment on their face was so serious. And since then, they've brought up Bud Light in almost every conversation. <laughs> like when I do, I like do do like a manual labor job. And I'm like, yeah, you deserve a Bud Light. <laughs> it's very strange. Okay, that that reminds me of like I think it's weird how casual how casual everybody is with like egging on like alcoholism if that makes sense like every like there are all those memes on facebook and like all these different we were talking off mic about like stupid like things that our moms will hang in the living room and like all these placards where it's like uh like a you you can't spell monday without wine or like (laughs) all these people being like no shirt no shoes no problem because we're all drunk or something like all these yeah weird every task like oh you deserve a beer like after every task, it's like, oh. yeah, it's well, it's dumb. Like I I never am drinking beer, and I'm like, I deserved this. I'm I like, know. I'm never working towards alcohol. I think a lot of people do though, because like I mean, I, if I'm working towards something, I'm like, oh, I just want like a like a lemon a lemonade's a treat. Yeah, for me, it's like ice cream. I'm like, <laughs> I want a full pint of Ben and Jerry's, and I want to demolish it. Want to hear some fucked up shit about ice cream? Yes. Uh, first of all, it's not good for you. Um, I know that, but it feels good for you when you eat it. It tastes good for you. Um, but so my mom uh, and I, we went to the market yesterday and she got uh, a pint of Talenti, that like fancy gelato yeah, stuff. Yeah, very fancy. And a pint of Yingling. Yingling makes ice cream. Uh, Whoa. It's really good. I don't... Is it like beer infused? No, it's just like, it's just like the same company, I think. But it's really good mm-hmm. if you get your hands on it. So uh, 
we like I like eat a couple spoonfuls like while we're making dinner. Um, I leave right after dinner because I have plans. And I come, I I wake up this morning and I look over on the sink and both pints are empty. Like they're just like the empty, like mm-hmm. washed out shells. I'm like, did you and dad eat two pints of ice cream last night? Even worse, what they did was they ate some and then my mom just threw the rest of it out. She's like, ugh, I don't want that in the house. She threw out the ice cream and left the pint on the counter? Yeah, like, well, she, because she washed them out and puts them in the recycling. Okay. But just... She bought two pints of ice cream and yeah, then decided, te- like, oh, we should throw this out. And she was like, I don't want to be tempted. And I said, put him downstairs. We have another freezer downstairs. If my mom did that, I'd throw a tantrum, I think. Do your parents ever do little things like that where it's not a big deal, but it just drives you absolutely crazy? Um, no. Great. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, I have... So... I was thinking about this while watching James and the Giant Peach. Back to uh, nice, bringing it back. Um, as a kid, did you like? I used to have existential dread about. I liked every single movie I ever saw as a child, and as I got older, it continued. Like I could not be a critic at all, and all my friends would be like, "Yeah, that movie wasn't great," and I was like, "I love that movie," and like I love every movie I see. Um, until I was like 20 years old, it was like any movie the the next movie was just the best movie <laughs> because it's just like, it's so recent in your mind. So you're like, Oh cool. I can reference it. And like, honestly, for years I've been saying that, um, like back to the future is my favorite movie, but I think it's just cause I watched it like four times in like a quick period when I was like an early teen. So I think I'm just like, yeah, that's my favorite movie, I guess. Yeah. Like, a lot of my favorite movies are just from, like, the movies that I would stare at and blockbuster the most, mm. and then I finally was allowed to watch them. Like, I can tell you exactly where, um, like, Shallow Hall is in my local blockbuster that shut down, like, ten years ago. Yeah. I I have, like, very vivid memories of, like, um, the cover for the horror movie Jack Frost at Blockbuster. Yes, I remember the, that one. Because you would walk by it and it would change from Michael Keaton to a snowman. Because it yeah. had like that kind of cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I remember the cover for Funny Games. Do you remember that one? The white cover with the bloody um, dr- driver? Oh, yes, I think I do. And then there's the whole phenomenon of unrated covers in Blockbuster. Do you remember that? Like Reno 911 unrated. Oh, and it would have like a big stamp that said unrated. Yeah, it would be like a stamp saying unrated. And then to show you that it truly was, it'd be like just tits. (laughs) I don't... um, I feel like... Did my blockbuster maybe have that thing? Because I know in like gas stations, if there's like a penthouse magazine, they have to put like the little black thing in front of it. So I don't... I don't know. Maybe I had a, a more wholesome uh, blockbuster. My blockbuster was X-rated. Oh, they did shit. not. No, no censorship whatsoever. Um, I remember one time, because like I honestly, that stuff just did not register in my head when I was a kid. Like one time, I was at um, my family used to go to this restaurant that had like a bar attached to it, and it had one of those like touchscreen game machines. Yeah. And I remember I would just like went back from the bathroom and I like like looked over and saw this guy playing like a 
like a spot the difference game. Mm-hmm. I was just watching him and he like looked, glanced over at me and like glanced at my mom like, should he be here? And I didn't even realize it. I still don't remember to this day, but apparently there were just like a bunch of like tits and stuff all over it. It was like spot the different breasts. Which yeah. breast is different than the other? I, I guess. That's like, like a, a fun it's game. Like a, like a breast cancer detection yeah, game. It's like, it's like you guys are doing the Lord's work at the Fingers, Wings, and other <laughs> things uh, bar. Yeah, I was very into promiscuous blockbuster covers. Um, but I could never, it, it, my mom would never let me get the movies. Oh, of course not. Yeah. I mean, I, you, like, when you're a kid, you think like, oh, like, I would never do this to my kid. Like, when I'm, when I'm a parent, like, I'll let them, like, watch stuff. Because, like, I know it's just, it's going to be fine. But now I'm like, why would I, I would Yeah, ne- why would you ever get your kid a DVD where the cover is just, like, a girl's crotch? <laughs> Literally, most of the, all the unrated versions were just, like, like, it'd be, like, um, yeah, it's like a National Lampoon angle. unrated. And it's just, like, a girl's bikini line with the cover of the film on it. Yeah. And I'm, like, nine years old. And you're like, I don't, I feel like society wants me to like this. Yeah, I'm like, this is up my alley, Mom. Uh, I would try, and there was a few attempts that I made of swapping discs. I remember I would do it for video games and movies. That was the only reason I got Grand Theft Auto as early as I did. You snuck it in like, we play or something. Yeah, we probably wasn't even out by then, but I Whoa. snuck it in like, yeah, this is pre-Wii. This is Pre-Wii. <laughs> um, yeah, some like e video game, probably like a sports game, which mm-hmm. I would never play. I hated sports games, um, and yeah, I had Grand Theft Auto, and I was killing I, prostitutes online. Cause I'm trying to think, cause Blockbuster, they they like I thought they locked the DVD like you no because they I think the tapes definitely did, and I think the the uh, this doesn't make any this is blowing my mind because that's so, oh you mean like they wouldn't have the disc. In the no 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 that they would have the disc but they ha- if I didn't they have like a little tab or something on it where it was like like the person at the register would kind of like snap it off. I think that was just for like a sele- like a certain section of Blockbuster. I know it wasn't like that for video games. Okay, yeah, I didn't have like a video game system when I was a kid. Okay, because I'm not rich. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> only rich kids play video games as children. I remember my mom was like, "Ah, oh, we don't we didn't get you that because we didn't want you to." be in front of the TV all day, but then we just watched TV all day. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, sat my mom down seriously and was like, I'm really, uh, like, I really wish you let me watch more TV when I was a kid. Like, I think it's going to hurt me, like, in the career that I chose. That's fair. Well, I mean, you have plenty of time to catch up. No, but, like, I can't go back and watch, like, I was, I went back and watched Ned's Declassified the other day. Oh, what'd you think? I loved it. Right? Like, it holds up so much. I haven't watched it in years, but I'm like, I remember that show was legitimately helpful. It was was, helpful. I think it was slightly too, I think it was maybe in elementary school when it, like, first started airing, but I was like, these are actual tips. Totally. Real tips. And, yeah, such good characters. Cookie, Mm -hmm. with his Google Glass, like, 20 years before Google Glass came uh, out. Printer pa- I was talking about his printer pants the other day. <laughs> wow, yeah. I, I, yeah, the printer pants were so cool. Uh, coconut head. And then Moe's was so hot to me. Because <laughs> she... This is what, like, Disney Channel and, and uh, Nick would do. They'd, like, hire prepubescent boys to play the leads. Then they'd hire a girl that's, like, 17 to play mm-hmm. a 13-year-old girl. But also... But I think, by and large... 
Nick, especially like thinking of Ned's Declassified compared to like like whatever show would be similar on Disney Channel at the time, like that's so Raven maybe. Mm-hmm. Like the characters looked more real. Like all of the fucking kids in the background at like school on a Disney Channel show, they were all like just like very weirdly like hip dressed blonde kids. Yeah, yeah. They were all like kids that they're all like child child models. Yeah. Whose moms like dragged them here and were like, You're gonna be an extra in Hannah Montana. Or Hannah something. Montana, yeah. <laughs> Another great show. Mm. I was a fan. Oh, okay. Who who played the neighbor? Who was the neighbor? The big he was like a famous Broadway actor, but he played the neighbor on Hannah Montana who would storm into the house. Do you not what, remember this? What are you ta- I didn't really watch Hannah Montana. He played somebody in Hairspray. I can't remember. Okay, I'm going to look this up right now. Look it up. I need to know. He's a huge theater actor. You'll, you'll know who it is. <laughs> it's like Nathan Lane. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I didn't really... I, Disney Channel was like a treat. Because like, I remember only liking one or two of the shows, so... If, like, like, I guess if That's a Raven or something was on, that's when I would get really excited. But other than that, I just, like, I didn't, didn't like really That's care. a Raven. That was the one show I'd be, like, I would switch to another channel. I have no idea. Um, ew, the kid that plays Rico. Look at that picture of him right now. There's, like, a... Uh, so if you Google Hannah Montana... Oh, yeah, Moises Aries. He's, um... Yeah, now he's, like, in a Jaden Smith's... Entourage. Entourage, yeah. That's, okay. I don't like that. Uh, I mean, do what you want, Jaden I think he's Smith. a I don't know why I said I don't like that. Oh, no, I'm, I don't like it at all. I don't like that. Uh, Did you see him at the Met Gala? No, I I don't really follow Jaden that much. You don't follow Jaden Smith? No. <laughs> yeah, he brought, I think he wore like a like a crazy outfit and then brought a, like his, his platinum, a poster of like his platinum record uh-huh. with his face on it as like an accessory. Yeah, I. It was uh, cool. It was very humble. Celebs are weird. They're not celebs. They're not just like us. Um. Okay. Are you thinking of Albert Danzig? No. <laughs> I wish I could remember his name. Because <laughs> I, I want to figure this out. Like, does the character description of the Stewart's wealthy, snobby, pretentious, obese, and obnoxious next next door neighbor? That's the description. Obese yeah. next door neighbor. What a, what a, he is. He's verging on obese. Wait, let me see a picture of him. Um, okay. This is weird because the Wikipedia page. So the the actor's name is Paul Allen Vogt. Voigt. And it, it's, it goes from Peter Allen Vogt to, it redirects to Paul Vogt, who was a Swiss, Swiss Protestant pastor. Uh, and he he was captured during the Holocaust. So that's confusing. And then went on to play Obese Neighbor. <laughs> no, in unfortunately, he died in 1980. Rest in but, peace, uh, Paul. Paul yeah. Lott. <laughs> this, you know, this is a mystery that I don't, I, I don't I think... I could be totally wrong. Uh, maybe. But um, I don't think I am. No, you're, you're very right. Um, uh, I just got a text from somebody. I'm like... Uh, I'm in the midst of like just schmoozing with literally anybody that could potentially give me a job right now. Yeah, and I'm already sick of it. Like, yeah, that's tough stuff. Yeah, that's some of the worst, some of the worst like emails and phone calls to make. Because once in a while, it's you'll talk to somebody and they're really genuine and nice about it. But I feel a lot of times I'm like, 
I feel it like either they really want me and it's like like uncomfortable and then other times like I feel so shitty just like I'm trying to be transparent and be like hey could you help me yeah I usually feel just like a dumbass when I make those calls like I feel like there's no way this person has any interest in me hey hey <laughs> uh yeah just talking about yourself is a difficult task yeah like I, I need to text this guy that uh um, my mom went to high school with, mm-hmm. and he, he's like a talent agent. And my mom, my, my mom and dad are like, oh, that could be a good contact. Like you should get an agent. And I'm like, I, I want like acting is fun, but I, I don't think me above the millions of other people are going to be like an actor. I don't know, Ross. I saw something in you. <laughs> When it, when I uh, busted out the script for today's podcast, this is we've been reading something verbatim. Yeah, this, this is all been scripted uh, geniusly by Ross. Turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it sucks. I I do. I will say I got a. Um, I was about to say a callback. That's not what they're called in non-theater jobs. But I got a second interview to be a cashier at Whole Foods. I worked at Whole Foods. Really? Yeah, oh I didn't yeah. Know that. Oh yeah. I worked at Whole Foods. Is I, it, is it a good time? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, my experience is, is not of the norm because I was a dishwasher at Whole Foods. So I was not like a... F- Wait, what? Uh, yeah. N- many people don't know that there's like a dishes to be washed at Whole Foods. They get to Where? <laughs> there are so many dishes. So you're washing all the prepared foods. Um, oh, like, no. And you're washing all the bakeries pots and like they have huge industrial bowls to like they have like mixers like that kitchen aid yeah <laughs> but they're <laughs> whoa <laughs> oh, tying it back to it's almost like a, a, a countertop kitchen aid <laughs> but an alligator tongue was put <laughs> in it and it grew tenfold because they're so big uh they're like weigh 200 pounds yeah, it's it's the most intense job. And you you were specifically hired to be a dishwasher? I was well, so I went to interview. It's a very funny story. So, I guess I was 19. I was living at home with my parents and I needed a job desperately. Yeah. Um, so I contacted Whole Foods. I think I just went online and it said there was a position. And so I was like, I need to ensure that I get this job. There's no way like, I need to go and interview and nail it, and I need to have, like, some... I need an X factor. So I made up this crazy backstory <laughs> that I had worked on an organic farm for years, and that I was, like, very knowledgeable with fruits and organics, because I read online that the, like, this is what they want to see. This is a supermarket job I'm yeah. applying for, and I'm, like, crafting this backstory. And so I go... And I'm, like, super confident at first, except for the fact that I get there 20 minutes late <laughs> to the interview. Um, and I remember the guy came and he was, like, the first thing he said to me is, like, hey, you're 20 minutes late to your interview. How are we going to know you're not going to be late every day to work? Because the interview is, this is showing who you are. Yeah. And I, I just looked at him and I said, I am never late. <laughs> <laughs> like, I looked him so seriously in the eyes and I was, like, Sir, I, I am my farm. To I am be here. never late. Um, but anyway, so I'm in the interview, and they're kind of intense with their interviews for like a supermarket job. They're kind of intense, and I'm sitting with like the head of prepared foods, the head of vegetables, the head of uh, like seafood and meats. 
So they're all oh, I like... I think that's going to be my interview tomorrow. What, seafood and meats? No, I, seaf- like I'm meeting with like one of the general managers or something. Yeah. So like I, I met with like like a like a floor person and now I'm meeting with like store person. Okay, so you're, you're past round one. Yes. Great. Um, well, this is going to help you with your interview. So it's kind of like... It's kind of like getting recruited for college basketball. Like you have each department that are like the schools and they're like seeing they're gunning for you. It's like, yeah. oh, I want this guy. I want this guy. So so they're asking me questions about like my knowledge of all different things. And they're reading off my resume and they're like, oh, wow, you worked on an organic farm. Like, tell us about the experience. And at this point, like I just lose all confidence and can't really improv a good story and I don't know anything about farming so I'm like oh I don't have any facts I don't know where <laughs> this farm could even be what is the climate in in Pennsylvania like like what and so they immediately know that I'm completely bullshitting it and I can see it on every single one of their faces <laughs> and the produce woman like looks at me kind of sternly is like so what was your favorite thing that they grew on this farm and I'm in a panic at this point and I freak out. I should have said peach, <laughs> but I said blood oranges. Like so declaratively, I was like blood oranges, not oranges, which first of all, don't grow in Pennsylvania, blood oranges, which I don't think it can, I don't think it's possible for them to grow in Pennsylvania. No, but it's like, it's such a, it's oranges like, in particular, that's like a fruit known for like, okay, you can grow it in like one of two yeah, places one place in the continent. Like Florida US. and maybe over, like in South America somewhere. Yeah. So, I'm lying. They know I'm lying because I've said a fact that is just, un, it's an untrue thing. It can't happen. And so... Instead of ignoring it, they double down and they say, what, is a, what does a blood orange taste like? <laughs> so I chose a fruit not only that can't grow in Pennsylvania, I've also never had a blood orange. Wait, hold on. This is so weird. In what inter... Like, that's such a crazy thing to ask. Like, what It, it is a crazy instead thing Instead of ask. being like, oh, like, how did you harvest them or something? What do they taste what like? What do they taste like is, what, is exactly what they asked me. And I still don't know if this is true. I never looked it up just because I'm so embarrassed I just said, it's a super sweet orange. Is that true? Um, or is it a super tart orange? I, th- hmm. I want to say that it's a little bit sweeter than a regular orange. Okay, so maybe I was right. Yeah. Hopefully I was right. Because grapefruit, they're super tart. Yes, grapefruits are tart. But they're not oranges. They're so not oranges, that's not so I'm in the clear the there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a more... And then they asked me what it like they asked me what my favorite food was i said avocado again i'm trying to get across like organic farming (laughs) like i thought i was nailing it with like my knowledge of like pre my my going in i was like okay reference avocados and kale and i think you'll nail this they once again asked me what does an avocado taste like which is a hard question yeah and i answered with smooth I said smooth, and then was silent. (laughs) That's not the worst answer. It's not the worst answer. Um, Yeah, it's not that bad of an answer. So anyway, so... Have you been in a supermarket before this interview? Yes, I'd never been in a Whole Foods before. I was used to, like, giant... Yeah, because Whole Foods, uh, famously, they pay, like, solidly. Yeah, no, it's good money. It's good money, and, like, you can... 
God, I have so many Whole Foods stories now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, no, it, it pays pretty well. If I get and this job, like, can we start a Whole Foods podcast? Oh, I would love to start a Whole I have so much to say about my time there. But um, so anyway, so so I wasn't even applying for a dishwashing position. I was applying for all the other positions, normal positions. But my interview was so crazy and <laughs> they knew that I was a liar that they called me back. I was totally not expecting them to ever reach out to me. Because I proved myself to be a liar in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, a late liar. <laughs> a, li- a liar that's also not even knowledgeable about the things he's chosen to lie about. But anyway, they called me back maybe a week, two weeks later, and they said, we have a position available. And I was ecstatic. And they're like, it's as the dishwasher. Um, and I immediately was like, yeah, I'll totally take it. Um, and yeah, so I started as a dishwasher, and it's a crazy, crazy job. And it's... It was me and, like, four tiny, tiny Albanian men that didn't speak a word of English. How long did you last? A year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. A year. It, it, is, it is so, such a difficult job being a dishwasher at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. I hope you get this job so that you can pop into the dish room and just see the look on the dishwasher's faces. I told the lady in my, in my interview, first of all, like, I breeze past, like, I just referenced, like, I was like, oh, like I love Whole Foods because like a, like sustainability and yeah, that's like, good stuff. Animal. I said I mentioned like animal like welfare, so I think she liked that. And then I just mentioned like, oh yeah, I was here yesterday for lunch. They uh, love that. They love people that are like Whole Food diehards that oh, yeah. want to work there. After after my interview, I legit went and got food. Yeah, their hot bar is second to none. I cannot eat the hot bar anymore because I associate it yeah. with. Because I would work, so the hours of the dishwasher are 3 to 1 a.m. Oh, my God. <laughs> so your life becomes 3 to 1 a.m. You work, you sleep till 2, and then you go to work. Um, and I would be, I would clean the dishes, and my dinner would just be, like, feverishly grabbing uh, chicken and the macaroni and, like, shoveling it into my mouth before I wash all the dishes. Oh, so, like, you're taking scraps and... Yeah, I'm eating all the scraps, like all a, the leftovers. Like an orphan boy. Yeah, like an orphan boy. Somewhat like, like James. James, yay! But uh, instead of fish heads, it was gourmet mac and cheese. Did you ever like any, like, organic chip bags? I probably did. There was probably a night where there, it was, there was no food for me to eat, so I licked a bag of... Can I name drop a great organic chip sure. they sell? I'm asking this to myself because I don't think I can. <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me. And I was like, of course you can. Um, it's not going to be in, cl- in conflict with your sponsors. Name, uh, actually, um, my mom just got a little while ago these like to- organic tortilla chips, and they were like super thin. So they like re- they're like a like when you go to a Mexican restaurant and they give you like those really nice chips that like just break apart. Yeah, yeah. Those. Yeah, they they've got those there. And I have wish- like a picture of an avocado on it. I'm like, they don't taste like avocado. They don't taste smooth at all. Um, but also, I, uh, the worst part of the any interview is they're like, oh, do you have any questions for me? You gotta have questions for oh, them. did you have any questions? No, I didn't. <laughs> You're like, but are you guys mad at me? Yeah, I should have been like, am I in trouble? Like, are you gonna call the police? <laughs> <laughs> is this perjury? Um, I ask, because it's so weird, because you don't want to sound too presumptive presumptive yeah you don't want to be like questioning whole foods and be like what's up with this why are you guys doing well my usually my go-to is like what's the office environment like that's that's a a great that's a great question because like that'll give you but mine was like like if you choose me 
how flexible are you with like scheduling? Because I've never worked a job like this before. That's a Ross. That's a bad question. I know. Because you're I, already implying hey, that you are like trying to work the system and get out out hey, of work. I fucking got a second interview. So, hey, so something's I working. Won't, I won't mention that then. But well, I made a good point because I was like, I mentioned before that I had a little bit of part time work. So I was like, I have other part time work, and I yeah. want to dedicate time to here. But also, like you know, uh, I also saw her button, and she was she's been with Whole Foods since like 1997, and I was like, she's OG. That's, that's almost as long as I've been me. And I don't like. I was one years old. Yeah, when she started. And if somebody's from Whole Foods has been listening to this podcast for over over forty minutes at this point, like uh, I don't want to work at Whole Foods for twenty years. Yeah, you don't want to be there for twenty years. The, there are a lot of surprisingly like, a lot of people that have worked there since like the nineties. There could be worse places to work. Like, oh, no, it's I, a if I had to work I've, Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. I'm like, if I had to work at those two places for years and years and years, I would be super good with that. Yeah, because. Regard. I told the lady in my interview. I really want to demo foods. Like I want to like on Saturdays or something. Yeah. Like hey, come. That's come kind try of like shrimp. a prestigious. Like you have to work your way up to be the yeah. demo boy or girl. Well, I was telling her. Well, first of all, she knows that I'm a comedian because I have it on my resume. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was telling. Did, did her you that bring in like an acting resume, <laughs> like special <laughs> skills, yeah. clowning, sword fighting? Well, uh, I have improvisation on there. Uh, and like that's, she's, that's good. They yeah. like they'd like that. Oh yeah, and I I was like I was making her laugh. I was talking about my cast iron skillet. So like I put it in her head that I want to demo. That's great. Wait, what? Can I ask what location? The Plymouth Meeting. Oh, one. the Plymouth so Meeting. Literally one. like two miles. From and there. that one, that's like it's the new. It's, it's like I a, think it's like a mega Whole Foods, right? Uh, not as big as the one in in Philadelphia where it's like the. Oh yeah, that one's like a city, but. <laughs> No, this one has uh, it has like a good size hot bar, gelato station. Um, it has like an underground parking structure. It's like it's big. It it opened in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. It's not like a it's not like one of these small p- packed ones in like a city where it's like oh we, it's just like kind of the bare bones stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the great thing about working there is you get a discount card for twenty percent. Oh. I know. Yeah, you're aware. I, that was the one thing. I was like, I'm not going to mention that in the interview. Like, when can I get my discount? <laughs> you get it immediately. And if, like, there's if I'm a... I'm scanning out friends, can I, like... They're slip? they're very, very strict about who can use the card. I did end up doing it for whoever needed anything. Because, like, would... if my mom comes Yeah, in... your mom... I would give it to my mom every time yeah. she shopped. And um, if they were like, why did you do that? I'd be like, it's my mom. Yes. Um, yeah, every day I would get a cannoli... And a Joe T on okay. my break. No, I would not say a word to anyone there. You, just, you hung out with people all day that did not speak your language. Yes, but I was like, everyone's kind of like, Whole Foods always tries to have like open concept spaces where like everyone can lock eyes. And I was, it, it's so stressful being a dishwasher mm-hmm. that I just completely shut off any outside stimulation. What did you smell? Did you smell, did you like reek of like jerk chicken all the time? I reeked of garbage. <laughs> pure garbage oh food waste uh because so you're probably carrying up to a thousand pounds of food waste not at once but yeah. throughout the day and like are they still very strict that you like you put that in common oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. which i completely disregarded sorry if anyone's listening that is oh, shit i'm not gonna get a job at whole foods because yeah so hopefully do you in the interview do you know a connor Burns, <laughs> I'm the, like blacklisted the blood orange farmer <laughs> but yeah so it's just in like they're they're obsessed with like keeping all the organic 
trays never touching the non-organic. Oh, because they got to be, like, allergen-sensitive Yeah, allergen stuff. That... I threw that all out the window within hours of working there. So you got so many people sick. Like, all these stories of, like, oh, all these organic foods causing food poisoning. That was you. It probably was. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I did not. Like, I would <laughs> handle raw chicken. And then someone would, I'd be, like, running. And someone would be like, hey, can you grab me a fork? And I'd, like, <laughs> just completely grab it with my hey, chicken you, juice hands. Could you hand me all that lettuce over there? Yeah, exactly. I might have been... I might have started the Chipotle lettuce. That lettuce might have touched my hands and somehow got to Chipotle. It took a year or so to sink <laughs> It in, took a but, year, but... Um, and also, I would train... I would train... A lot of a lot of the dish officers they would hire were young kids from North Philly who would train in... I worked at the one in Devon. Do you know, do you know where Devon no. is? It's like in Villanova, kind of. Oh, okay. I know exactly which it's one. It's not a great Whole Foods. It's kind of an old Whole Foods. It's like a, it's like a small one, It's right? a small one. It's not fully featured. But yeah. anyway, they would train in for their first day, which is training, where I would work with them. and You would give them I would give them No, I'd give them good information. I'd give them the rundown. But like as the day went on and they'd realize how difficult the job was, their, their faces would just... like They would just get so disillusioned with the job. And I would never see them again. <laughs> they would come for one day. I've, this happened with like nine kids. I would train them for one day. They were on the schedule for the next day. Never again would they be seen. That's so sad. Speaking of kids, uh, James and the Giant Peach. James and the Giant Peach. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Um, do you have Because I, I just wrote down a bunch of like just weird quotes from it. Not a bunch, like three. So as I told you before, I was skipping through all the songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I stopped in the middle of one and Grasshopper sings, if I'm hearing correctly, hot noodles made of boodles. Which that I'm sounds not, plausible. That does sound very plausible. I'm not familiar with that quote. I believe it's the song where they're tight. They've realized like, oh man, we're all gonna starve. There's no food, and James is like, we're in a fucking peach. Oh, it's yeah. That's so funny. It's like James saves the day by telling them that they can eat the giant peach that they are living in. Which not a good idea. Not a good idea. Not a, not enough nutrients. I don't think too much sugar. Yeah, a little too bit of fiber. Oh, what is this? A naked. Juice that Better I not had. juice that peach. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sucked. Um, also, wait, what's the quote again? No- noodle, hot noodles made of boodles. And he's like lusting for like, ah, oh, I don't have hot noodles made of boodles. <laughs> but hey, I got, but pe- I've got a peach. peach. Um, that uh, also we uh, we mentioned the Mr. Centipede. He's a New Yorker. Yeah, he smokes a cigar. Yeah, and at one point he yells, "Oh, because uh, they get off track." Uh, and they're like, ah, oh, we'll wind up in Joyzy. He <laughs> says Joyzy specifically. Joy-Z. Um, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'm just reading through my notes because I didn't read, I didn't write a lot for this, but um, my they have like a bunch of newspaper clippings at the end of the movie where it's like a where are they now thing, and my favorite one it says uh, family celebration surprise party delights James. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> The front page the most of a newspaper. vague newspaper. The Daily headline. News. The front page has a picture of James and like all the bugs smiling, and it says "Family Celebration." Subtitle: Surprise Party Delights James. That's above the fold. Hey, it's breaking news! <laughs> breaking news, Peach Boy. Uh, surprise party for James. <laughs> Not surprise party for James. It delights him. It delights him. Like. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I just, yeah. And then there's, did you see the post credit scene? 
Oh, God, no, I didn't. I would love to see it. <laughs> it's an arc- Is it like 10 years later? Not even. It's, a, it's an arcade game, and the game is you just, you, uh, a rhino hits the ants in the butt. And, like, their heads pop off like Rock'em Sock'em wait, 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 What do you mean it's an arcade game? You can't play it. No, like, it's it, shows, it-, it shows a kid put a quarter into the machine, and it starts up. And the game is, you have to, the rhino has to, like, uh, tusk, like, the, gr- the ants. And the ants are, co- uh, what is that referring to? I guess the rhino in the sky. And but there's no the ants in the film. I mean aunts, like I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the uh, the aunts. I would call them aunts too. I don't yeah. say aunts. I was confused. Excuse me, sir. Uh, but yes, yeah. the two aunts. Oh man, I also just got pissed in this movie. I wrote one of my notes is "fuck." There are songs now. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer that there oh. are songs. Yeah. Also, James is a little too nice. Like he's a little too much of a good boy. Considering all the shit he went through. I know. Like, you would think he would be cynical and all these bugs would be like, hey, like, the world is still this magical, crazy place. Like, look at all of us. Yes. That's, I think, the fatal flaw with Roald Dahl books in general is that these kids are dealt the worst hands and they're not the tiniest bit upset about it. Yeah, he's like, not that pissed. Yeah, like, Matilda is chill as hell. She has, yeah, like, really chill. abusive parents. That her brother's treated great. She's, like, basically... She's so abused, and she's like, well, whatever. Do you remember the quote when they open the peach up to the public to come to come view it? Yeah. And, like, there's a priest that comes. Oh. And the aunt goes, for you, father, it's double. And, I was like, and he's Dude. like, oh, Shaw. And then he pays double. <laughs> yeah. And, I was like, uh, and then... Uh, James gets dressed up in like a suit because he wants to play with children. Oh, that's that is a heartbreaking moment. He gets yeah. dressed up in his Sunday best to go play with children at like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, he <laughs> he. It must have taken him a long time to yeah. get dressed because you really ironed his his clothes for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's like oh man, uh, I don't hear any noise, but maybe the it's kids. Pitch are black, here. no noise. Yeah. I'm going to play. And then he goes outside and trips and all the alligator teeth. Oh wait, no, that fuck, I messed up. Because the alligator tongues, that's how the peach got big. I messed up. Yes. I got confused. <laughs> I got confused from this whole movie. One person we haven't, one character we haven't talked about is Mystery Man, who gifts him. Oh, yeah. Who's like kind of steampunk looking. He has like buttons fashioned to his to his uh, his suit jacket and like a little timepiece buttons. And also he uh, um, he has a white out, a white eye like the, he has yeah he can flip his eye oh is that the thing that he could flip it yeah he flips it to the back oh what the fuck i flip he, he he can play with it and flip it to impress children i assume yeah and then he winks at the camera at the very end <laughs> he d- that wink is very off-putting yeah any wink is off-putting because it's yeah, like it's what a, <laughs> like it's what like, was, yeah. this, was this movie a secret yeah what do you mean you're winking at the audience it's the fine one of the final things of the film is it is just the final wink. thing of the film the final wink. well i mean before the montage of all the newspaper clippings i mean where it a is, surprise party delights james <laughs> it is i mean in film history it is to end a film with a wink some of the strongest films <laughs> and then, of our and time then have the, been it ended. closes in on the eye yeah the zoom in on yeah. the wink is a classic trope in cinema we also never talked about the worm guy but i didn't like him 
I yeah, I don't care for the worm too no. much. Uh, I thought it was cool that his sunglasses are his eyes, and they would like move like they were eyes. Yes, and he has he's a tapeworm, and he has a big <laughs> tape. Piece. <laughs> I was like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah. So what is his? What is his like? Oh, he he. What gets him on board with the New York trip is the subway. Oh, yeah, because there's so many tunnels. There's so many tunnels. And he loves dirt. Like, when he eats the peach, he's like, he likes, it's not I, dirt. But, hey, it's pretty good, it's I guess. pretty good. Uh, yeah, and then I, I can't think of what any of the characters want. Like, because, ca- I mean, the, the uh, centipede wants to be home in New York. Yes. Uh, the grasshopper wants to, like, be like, play music. He's interested in, like, the intellectual side of New York. Oh, sure. That is... In the song, he uses that word like uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly what he says, but something about like the intellectual scene in New York. Yeah, um, the ladybug. The ladybug wants to wants... be a doctor, or wants to be with children. Because in the end, yeah, a newspaper clipping is Doctor Ladybug delivers thousandth baby. Wow, I don't, I didn't catch any of the newspaper clippings. Because once the, because once you saw the wink, you're like, okay, I'm done with. Yeah, this. the wink to me signified. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> this is that over. A good idea. You missed out. These newspaper clippings are all so dumb. Uh, I mean, the best one, I laughed so hard with um, Surprise uh, surprise Party Delights James. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good. So, and the spider, what she wants out of New York. She wants... night nightclubs, I think. Oh, yeah. And she opens her own club. <laughs> is that a newspaper heading? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Really I missed, missed all their... You need to rewatch their... the whole movie or just the end credits. I think I'll rewatch it, the whole thing through, yeah. right when I get home. And then be like, okay, this checked out. Yes. Oh, and then... Is that, is that all of them? So the glowworm... It just wants to be in the subway. I don't remember No, his. no, 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 no. The, the glowworm. Oh, the alligator tongue. Okay, so that is an alligator tongue? Yeah. Okay, I, I was lost there. I thought it was a glowworm. They could have just called it a glowworm, and it would have been made sense. She's very stupid. Oh no. <laughs> okay, we were thinking of different things. Yeah, the glowworm. That's in the uh, the cage. The cage. I serves no purpose except she sometimes sings. She sometimes sings. Okay. Yeah. But it seems very stupid compared to the rest of the insects. Uh, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I can't really think of anything <laughs> My being she too does. judged. Yeah, she doesn't do anything. Yeah, none of them really do anything. None of them. It's re- like, James, you saved us. And then, uh, there are ghost pirates at one point. This movie Yeah, there are ghost insane. pirates. Because it's like, we're sticking so close to the book that we're just going to do all of the book. And the book is insane. Do you know anything about Roald Dahl's, like, backstory? How he's, how he's an anti-Semite. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know any... Is that... That's his reputation? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not his main reputation, but he, he like, quoted... Uh, uh, he basically said that, like, like Hitler's shitty, but, I mean, like, he, people don't, like, just... Like, Hitler didn't pick on them for no reason. Oh, my God. Like, I've never heard of weirder, like, weirder slant on anti-Semitism. I think we talked... We might have brought this up very briefly when we did Willy Wonka or Matilda... Um, but yeah, Roald Dahl, um, noted anti-Semite. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, I'll still, I, I don't care. Like, all these people are like, ah, oh, goodbye, like, you suck, so we're not gonna watch this album. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he didn't, he, he's, a, uh, yeah, he sucks, but, um, I'm trying to find that quote. Oh, yeah, 
Um, there's a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity. Maybe it's a kind of lack of generosity towards non-Jews. I mean, there is always a reason why anti-anything crops up anywhere. Even a stinker like Hitler didn't just pick on them for no reason. Jeez. He did call Hitler a stinker. He did acknowledge that. Yeah, he did acknowledge that he stinks. Uh, and then, I guess, this, on, is a, this is a picture of one of the witches from the movie The Witches. And that's, uh, quite Jewish. Uh, it seems anti-Semitic to say that that's quite Jewish, I if I'm not that. a Jew. <laughs> okay, fine. Here's, uh, here's the picture, uh, from, uh, the book version. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, roll uh, his Jews. Guys, Google it. Um, it's fun. Uh, I don't know if this is an actual quote from him. Um, I am certainly anti-Israel, and I've become anti-Semitic. <laughs> that just seems vague. Yeah. Because it's written in Comic Sans. Yeah, anything but in Comic Sans. But guys, Google it and let us let us know if you think uh, Roald Dahl is anti-Semitic with the uh, with the hashtags uh, James and the Giant Bigot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag James and the Giant Bigot. Yeah, I'll tweet that every day just for fun. Um, uh, do you have any final thoughts about uh, uh, JATGP before we uh, rate it? That's me trying to be cool and hip. Yeah, I think it's a good movie for children because it's like it's somewhat it's 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 not an easy movie to watch as a as a kid. It's it's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Like the animation style is very strange, and the set, the set design is Tim Burton. Yeah, he produced. It. I don't know if he directed it. He did not direct it. Oh, um, I don't know. There's something about it that's like just weirdly magical. Mm-hmm. Um. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid, and I'd watch it frequently. Until now. <laughs> Until uh, it was revealed that Roald Dahl is an anti-Semite. And now I'm going to watch it even more. <laughs> now I'm going to expose him in my new documentary film. <laughs> it's called Roll Not Such a Doll. Not a Doll. Not a Doll. Um, so uh, now we're going to rate it. So uh, on the podcast, we rate everything here on a scale from zero to five with mm-hmm. as many minute decimals as you want. Uh, in between, and uh, then we'll kind of average ours together, and we'll okay. uh, compare it to all the other movies and stuff that we've done. So, um, would you like to go first? Kind of what what kind of numerical rating do you want to give? Awards and all, if there are. I think I came in strong saying it was the best movie. Of yes, all I remember. Time. <laughs> and I think. I think I'm going to change that. I don't. I don't think. I don't think learned, that was true. Because we learned early on. We learned early on that your, your notion of your favorite movie is just the most recent movie. movie. Yeah. And I did watch it last night, and I did not watch a movie this morning. Mm. So I guess that's why that. Um, I, I'm going to give it a, a three. Wait, I'm legit also giving it a, like I. This movie to me was like straight down the middle, like not. It wasn't bad, but I just, like, did not really give a crap. <laughs> I was just kind of bored. Uh, yeah, I, I also felt a little bit bored. But I also figured... After the peach left the the island, so to speak, Yeah, I was a little bored. Yeah, because, I mean, not a lot happens, but, I mean... Not I, a lot happens. I do remember that I liked it as a kid, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy and stuff. It was crazy as a kid, not so much as an adult. Yeah. So I think my initial rating was based off childhood nostalgia, but which like, is strong. Yeah. But this is the first time ever that um, the guest and I have had the exact same rating. Really? Yeah. And it's also, I think this is the first 
uh, oh, this is the second time that we've had a whole number as a rating. But uh, James and the Giant Peach comes out exactly in the middle with three. Uh, it's right above B-Movie, right below Big Fat Liar. I think that's a fair rating. I think so, too. Like, um, yeah, I think, it, if I'm correct, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost exactly halfway. Can I ask what Big Fat Liar got? Uh, Was it a three and a half? No, um, it's very slight. It's, um, it's like a, it's a thousandth, a couple thousandths better. I used to do, I, the rating system used to be a mess and I changed it finally, but, um, Big Fat Liar got 3.00625. Wow. So very uh, close. With best friend of the podcast, uh, Alyssa Epstein. That was her first of 800 appearances on the podcast. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's James and the Giant Peach. Uh, there it th- is. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank C- you. Seabird. Uh, <laughs> is there anything that uh, you would like to promote or point people to? Uh, I would like to promote Whole Foods rotisserie chicken. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. They're, Skip out on the organic. It does. It's no different. I think it's three more. Is also really good. Dollars. Pulled pork also great. Yeah. Hot bar a must. Hell yeah, hot bar. Um, and me, S- what? Support your local Whole Foods and if the you're national chain. <laughs> and if you're in the Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania area, and uh, I get this job, I'll I'll ring you out, and that'll be fun. Um, I'll also uh, just plug just because it's still new. Obviously, I said at the beginning of the podcast, um, Kidflix is going to be uh, recording a live episode as part of the Philly Podcast Festival. So go to our Facebook page. That's going to be on June 30th in Philadelphia. And also, uh, I'm going to be hosting um, a show at the Good Good Comedy Theater on uh, June 19th uh, at 9 p.m. It's going to be a medical-themed comedy show. So come out for that if you like. And blah, 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 social media at KidFlixPod. You know this already. Um, so, yeah, that's all That's all for this week. Uh, what, you, you look like you were going to say something. I'm just thinking of if I could ever plug something, but I don't. Follow me at Connor Burns at Instagram.com. I think there's five ends, no spaces. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll check that. Um, I don't, yeah, it might be wrong, but. Yeah, sure. Um, mine is just Mr. Wiseman because I, you know, I streamline whole story. Actually, oh, I just got on Reddit. I you just, just got on Reddit? Yeah. Um, That's and late. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. My username is Podcast Dope. Very cool. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm a dope, but also podcasts are dope. Podcasts are dope. Um, so, speaking of podcasts, we will hear you next week and go, go, gadget and show.